Man, what a, a different day it is. Yeah. And man, we're getting ready to celebrate. Um, yeah, celebrate you as mothers, but also never forget the fact that we're here to celebrate our Savior, Jesus Christ, today. Right. Um, but you're going to be hearing from some, I guess we could call them professional moms today, right? That, that, I think that's a good way to, to, to label them today. Um, but we are so honored um, and excited, and thank you for, for being with us this morning as we celebrate this special day of Mother's Day, and we, and we honor you today as mothers. Um, but we've got some pretty special mothers with us today. We've got some special guests. I know that's probably why the majority of you are watching this morning, because you knew who was going to be with us today, right? That, that's who it was. Yeah. But, but I'll begin introducing them. Um, for those who don't know, this is my um, MVP mom right here beside me, my wife. Why are you rolling your eyes? I don't know about MVP. So this is my wife, Chelsea. Um, but then this is Kaylin Cagle, who is Jared's wife. And she, Jared said MVP as well. And then we also have Miss Abigail Sloan, who is Brandon's wife, MVP as well, too. Good. Um, but we're just excited to have them with us this morning. They're going to be sharing with us this morning just the journey of motherhood. Um, they've been kind of prompted with a few questions, and they're a little nervous about them. Y'all still nervous? Yep, yep. Okay, that, but that's, all, that's good. Just call it that's out. Good. We'll sure. just call it out. We'll just make it obvious. So, but, uh, but we're going to transition into that time this morning as we get to hear from, from our professional moms today like of that. how to do it and not to do it, I guess. I like be. the professional. Yeah. yeah, it is. I saw it something. Is. You may have seen this on Pinterest or whatever. You use. you use it too. Yeah, oh, I use it. Do you have a Pinterest? It's secret. But yeah. He doesn't want to it. <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> Welcome, world. Brandon has a, it's under an alias. I won't say what oh, it is. Wow. Fair. Anyway, I saw something on Pinterest, and it said uh, being a, or it was mom or mother, and then the definition noun, and then it said one person doing the work of 20 for free. That's what it said. That's what it made me think of when you said professional, professional yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, for free, uh, but not really, because you're sacrificing a lot. It's more than just free. It's like, you know, rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's let's start there. I'd love to kind of ask that question. We, this hopefully can be funny, but it may also be painful uh, to answer. But what is the most challenging and the most rewarding thing about being a mom? I mean, I'll go first with the uh, the complete and total lack of privacy in every aspect of life. Um, use your imaginations with that. <laughs> we can say it. Yeah, you don't get to ever go to the bathroom or the shower alone. Um, they're touching you constantly. Like, I am not all about being touched all the time. Yeah, that's and true. you just, they just touch it. Well, but kid, it's different when kids are touching you constantly. <laughs> and they just touch you all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, give me a break for just a sec. But um, what else did I say earlier? <laughs> um, I said the most challenging part is uh, raising Deacon, our youngest. <laughs> she is a wild child. We were talking about some of the stories earlier that uh, some of the things she says. So as you can tell, she said that, um, what does mom say to her? Go, Go to timeout. Yeah. So, yeah, she's pretty challenging. Awesome. Um, as far as rewarding goes, we were talking about this earlier, and just my kids are young right now. They're two and one, so you don't see a whole lot of fruit yet of your years of mothering. <laughs> but just that you're their favorite person, and when you walk in the room, it's just they're so excited to see you, and they freak out, and it's like you're their number one. Hmm. And so that's just rewarding because it makes all that neediness and everything 
go away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Makes it feel awesome. rewarding. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Abigail, when you found out that you were going to be a mom yeah. the first time, what was your response <laughs> in that moment? Maybe I should ask Brandon this question, should I? No, no, she you can go. No, she can answer this great. But it was a special moment. It, I say, I say, oh goodness, because our our first and second kind of run together. It was like <laughs> I, I, I don't really remember one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> they were so close. They were together. drastically <laughs> different reactions. Oh yeah. Here, I'll let you explain <laughs> those reactions. Um, so with Melody, we had been trying for about nine months, and so we had taken tests before that, and they were negative. So it was just you know that feeling of the worry and just fear. So I remember before the test where we found out we were pregnant with Melody, we prayed before and Brandon just prayed for um, contentment no matter what and just peace no matter what the test said and then it was positive and we both <laughs> cried. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a joyful moment for us just because we had been trying and waiting yeah. and so it was an answered prayer for sure. That's yeah. awesome. And then Elena happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then Melody was four months old, and I saw another positive pregnancy test, and we freaked out a little bit. Yeah, then, then Elena happened, and uh, I, I didn't speak to a person <laughs> for two and a half days. I mean, not like from so the time true. we saw the test, like I didn't utter a word for two and a half days. I just sat. Instead, yeah. He does not let me take pregnancy tests alone. Like he, we always he sees the result together. There's no surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Two and a half days. If you know Brandon, he exaggerates some things, but that's not. An that's not an exaggeration. Two and a half days. I don't exaggerate either, but that's that's not. <laughs> Anybody else? So in first response, you remember Brian Chelsea? You guys remember the first response? We're excited. Yeah, we were excited. Nervous, but excited. So she'll so say I was more scared than she was. More fearful. Yeah, but excited. Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah, she would. Will you say that? Say what? That I was more scared. Yes. I was scared. Yes, he was more scared. Am I supposed to say that? Is that what you want me to <laughs> <laughs> I just did. I mean, that was 13 years ago. Wow. Yes, it was. A long time ago. 13 years. That's, ooh. yeah, can't believe we're about to have a teenager. Yep. Wild. What are their ages? 13 or almost 13? Almost 13, 11, 11 and 4. 4. Sorry. Two or four. Two 11s. Yeah, two 11s. Yeah. Yes. Um, two twins, right? Like you always say. Yeah, two twins. <laughs> of course. Not three two. twins, but two twins. <laughs> two twins. How perfect is that gap? Um, there's a big gap. Like, it's, we started over when we had Deacon, which hmm. was kind of tough. But then again, it was kind of nice because I had Andy. And if you know Andy, you know that she basically raises Deacon <laughs> for yeah, me. Right. Um, so... I was really thankful for the gap then because I have help with Deacon or <laughs> yeah, had help and nice. still do. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome, babe. You remember the first time we found out about vividly? Yes, I Everett, do. Five, five years, <laughs> almost five years ago. Yeah, um, I just remember taking the test. I was by myself, and I just had this like oh snap moment <laughs> and <laughs> this utter fear that just washed over me. And then I I walked out and I told you, and um, you you uh, spoke into me for a couple hours, just like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be awesome. Don't worry. Everything's going to work out. But we lived in a shoebox in Atlanta, and I was, I was nervous. I was scared. Um, but then I got really excited. It was like 50-50 the whole nine months. Because yeah. I was not one of those. I was not one of those people who babysat, you know? Like, I didn't do the kid thing ever. I didn't know about them. I didn't. So I was like, how am I going to do this? But <laughs> you figured know. it out. I learned. You did learn. Yeah. 
we're still learning, but learning, yeah. Um, man, yeah. Anyway, that's not in the notes. But I wonder if you could <laughs> seriously encourage young moms or soon-to-be moms about what it looks like to be ready. You know, because that's like even a stupid statement to make sometimes. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what does that look like? And how do you, even though you're not ready, how do you walk into that season with confidence? And how do you lean in to the Lord in it? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, like you said, you're never, you're never really ready. When people say, well, we're going to wait until we're ready. You're never really ready. But that's when you just have to, like you said, press into the Lord. And I think when they get here, you don't know any different. I know when we had um, Andy and Cooper, we had twins and people would always say, how did you do that? Yeah. You just did it. I don't, I don't do think it. you think about it. You just do. You love your kids. You take care of them. And so mm. you just do. Yeah. So it's good. That's what I would say. I'm not just trying to get over spiritual here, but <laughs> there is. No, I'm not. <laughs> but there's a scripture I really like in Isaiah 40, and it talks about um, God being a shepherd to mm. us. And it talks about how he gently leads those who have young. Mm. Um, and that's always just my special verse to me as a mom, just because mm. we're not doing it alone. Like he is, he is leading us if we lean into him mm -hmm. to let him lead us. Awesome. Um, and so just remembering that no matter if it's your first or second or third, fourth, or second <laughs> and third at the same time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that he will lead you through mm -hmm. yeah. cool. whatever That's you're not so ready good. for. That's so good. How does he use the church to help do that? So mm -hmm. the question I would ask is how has the church helped you in being a mom? Mm -hmm this church or other churches, wherever you've come from. Cause I know we were all, well, y'all were a part of this place the whole time you've had, but I mean, mm -hmm. you just had kids the last year and a half anyway. So you've <laughs> <laughs> been here the whole time, <laughs> but for the, you know what I'm saying? How has the church mm -hmm. big C helped you in, in becoming a mom? Um, there's so many ways. Um, first of all, we're all, you know, we all have kids together and we get to, do life together. Our kids are all best friends, so play dates, mm -hmm. and we get to see each other and kind of get some <laughs> sanity back. But also, like, my kids um, started saying, like, scripture verses mm -hmm. um, not too long ago, and I just remember, like, the first time I started hearing them just, like, mumbling these little verses, mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> and they could recite yeah. full verses, yeah. and it was almost kind of like embarrassing to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been teaching them that. Like, you know, yeah. the church is teaching them that. Awesome. Um, so it's really mm -hmm. cool to see how um, their little relationships with yeah. God are, is already forming. And, you know, awesome. I don't know what they do and do not understand right now, but it's just cool to see the beginnings of that. And like all the women that, uh, and men that take care of our kids um, day in and day out That's here great. are the ones who, I mean, they're constantly checking on us and mm -hmm. offering to babysit our kids mm -hmm. for us. And um, so it's just a really cool community. That's awesome. mm -hmm. Love it. I know I'm not a mother, but I'll share this. But I know watching Deacon right now, um, just a couple of weeks ago when y'all released the blessing, um, the virtual choir, just sitting and watching Deacon watch that over and over mm -hmm. and over and sing worship music. Man, it was just, it was tearing me up as a dad watching yeah. what she's learning from this worship team and from, from Chestnut Mountain Church. Um, now, we still got a long way to go with Deacon. Um, <laughs> she believes Jesus died on the cross, but 
she hasn't yet fully believes that he resurrected. So I think he's still dead somewhere. <laughs> yeah, according. Yeah, still so we're working on her. So y'all please pray um, for Deacon anyway. So, anyway. Well, and we were talking about um, just how other moms watching other moms and, and sort of like a mentorship without the formal, I think that's what Abigail said, without the formal mentorship mm. yeah. aspect and just being poured into by other moms and, and just friends and fam just the church is community and family. And so um, the church pretty much raises our yeah. children <laughs> in, yeah. in the nursery and then people that, you know, offer to babysit and, and help us out. But um, yeah, I think it's watching other moms is a huge part of that mm -hmm. and taking things like I really, I like that. I like how you're patient mm -hmm. with your kids and I need to take Mm -hmm. A little bit of that, or whatever it is. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just receive it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Taking the patience. Okay, I'm, just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right here. No, you're very patient. You do great. You even keep like that. multiple other kids. You, you, you do. have four at home, plus that. like two, three. Some I do. I've, I've lost my mind, I think, but I, I love babies. <laughs> yeah. Look, so whenever. Yeah. You, yeah, <laughs> take that one take for you. Take <laughs> Chelsea, I have a story about Chelsea though, as a church family member helping us out. Like when um, it was the so when my brother passed away, like the night before, um, the staff knew about it and they were texting us and everything. And Chelsea texted me and said, "Hey, just let me know if I can do anything. If you need to bring the kids by." And I think I texted her back like five <laughs> minutes later, like, "Can I drop them off like right now so me and Brandon can go visit?" And she didn't question it. She was just like, "Yeah, sure." And that was actually the last time, like, we got to visit my brother together. Mm. I went back later that night alone and stayed, but wow. that was just a great gift from yeah. Yeah. our church to be able to just have people like that to, that's awesome. yeah. in the moment, Special. help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the church. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Kaylin, <laughs> what have you learned from your mom that has helped you become the mom that you are today? Well... Um, so my, I've learned a lot from my mom. I ha have an awesome mom. Happy Mother's Day, Tane. Um, yeah, Tay -tay. Tay -tay. she's got all my kids right now, so I don't know if she's able to focus on this. She may not be watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. But just in the past five or six years, um, I've gotten to see her like in a, in a different light. Um, she, we have just walked through a lot. Um, if, if you know me, then you know our story. And my, my brother, um, he battled with addiction and for two plus years he was in rehab. And um, then he passed away about three years ago. And um, not even a year later after that, my, my dad had a heart attack and he passed away. And, um, right at the beginning of all of that uh, is when I, we started having kids. So we've had our kids in the midst of some really, really hard stuff. And, um, but I've just watched my mom be such um, just a rock, just strong, steady, uh, unmoving. Um, and her faith never, it, it's just not shaky. And um, so that's, that's been so uh, just good for, for me to have and to experience seeing her and grieving with her because you all kind of, when you're, when you're going through that process together, you're kind of feeding off each other. Yeah. And 
I'm just, I'm just incredibly grateful for a family that has stayed so strong and especially her because life is not easy Mm. and it hasn't been and it won't be. I mean, we're living in like an apocalypse right now. So (laughs) it's just not, I don't know what this world is going to be for my kids, but Mm. I, um, I just want my kids to look at me the way that I'm looking at my mom. And I want, like, when the hard things come, I want them to see me as, like, a safe place to be and, and someone whose faith, like, is, okay. is steady and who knows that God is, is with, with me, for me, going to take care of me, going to provide. Like, it might be scary, but, um, you know, he's got it. So I just want them to see that in me because I'm learning that from my mom. It's amazing. So it's good. Yeah. That's sweet. Strong. That's awesome. I, um, Brian and I were talking about this the other day, and we were going over the, the questions and prompts. But um, like Kaylin said, I, you know, I've got, she's got a great mom, and I've got an incredible mom. And she, the biggest thing that sticks out is her generosity and in what she will do for us and, and helps take care. I mean, I'd be lost without her. She's got some of my kids in some form every week, but um, just the generosity in that I know she used to serve in the choir at our old church, and there were girls in the choir that were about my age, and so they were kind of like her choir daughters, and they would just, you know, in conversation say things that they liked or wanted, and and I'd get home, there'd be some strange package, and I'm like, Mom, you know, what is this? I didn't, wow. I don't need this, and she's like, that's not, you know, it's not for you, that's for so-and-so. Um, and so just the thoughtfulness and generosity that I've seen in her, and I hope that, that my kids know that I will do anything. It's not about things, but that I will do something, but it's the thoughtfulness behind it. Like, you care about me enough that you, you thought about me and, and did that for me. So yeah. That's awesome. Abigail, you have a great mom, too. Yes. Miss, She's steady. Miss Marlene's amazing. Yes. <laughs> She has my kids also. So. Yeah. Or, well, she doesn't yet, but Annette has my kids, but she will soon. But uh, my mom, when I think of her, I just think of just a selfless servant. And, mm. like, she's taught me that motherhood is servanthood. And um, a lot of times that doesn't come with, especially when they can't really verbalize things yet, that doesn't come with thank yous or acknowledgement. Or, um, but she's just taught me that over the years. I mean, there was five kids, and we all had big age ranges. But she... It was like we had. She had one kid because she was always able to do whatever we needed, and she still, if we call her, she drop of the hat helps oh, us. Yeah. Mm. So she's just a servant and serves without a thank you or acknowledgement. Yeah, can you share a little bit about the car rider stories? I love this story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's she's so, such a great servant because of just her faith, obviously in Jesus. And when I was, I just remember I was telling Brandon about just how. Um, time with in the word, like when you have young kids is messy and it's not always, I mean, some mornings I'm able to get up before them and then some mornings I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> or some days, if I'm honest, it just doesn't happen and it should, but it's just part of us not being perfect. But I remember my mom, like I remember in middle school, this was one phase of my life, I picture it. I would be waiting in a car rider line, I'd get in the car and her Bible would be in her lap and she'd be reading it and then she would sit down and talk to us. But like that was in that season of life, mm. like that was her Bible time. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it just sticks out of my head because that was just when she made time for it. And it was different yeah. probably every day, <laughs> every yeah. season. Yeah. But she valued that time with Jesus and wow. made sure it happened. So. That's powerful. That's That's awesome. Yeah. That's powerful. They're the glue, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moms are the glue. My mom's the glue. 
Thank you, Mom. We love you, Mama Nita, for your. Go ahead. You got something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we we love Mama Nita for her uh, sweet tea, <laughs> and her homemade ice cream. Mm. That's true. And uh, more than that, her faith um, through the seasons and the way that she continues to illuminate truth in the midst of uncertainty and questions. That's the biggest marker for my mom that I, that I think about. But we can all share stories of our moms and how that's the word for me, the glue, like the one that yeah. kept it all together, you know, the one that brought us back to center. Um, mothers, man, we couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it without them. Here's a question. You're all girl moms. Uh, you're just a straight up girl dad, <laughs> uh, just forever. Forever. I don't know. No, we, for, forever. We, <laughs> we, we need to discuss later. Uh, <laughs> hashtag girl dad. We we have one boy. You have two boys, and more to come. But um, <laughs> no, that is not an Whoa. announcement. By the way, but, <laughs> no. But the question. Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corona babies. Keep going. Okay, so. <laughs> Since you're all girl moms, you all have daughters, what, what would be a lesson or lessons that you would want your daughter or daughters to learn from you when they become a mom one day? I, I, this one I, I pondered on, and um, I wrote, I'm not a writer by any means, but I wrote a thing, um, like in a note in my phone, really late one night, like several years ago, um, about Andy and I, because she's, you know, I didn't have Deacon at the time and her being the oldest and we have more of a, um, a relationship where we call it and have a relationship with Deacon, but me and Andy communicate yeah. clearly or cause she's Clear. older. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, back to the point. The point of the story is that I want Andy to always see me as, and it goes along with what Brian shared this morning. I'm a person, I'm her mama, but I'm also a person and not to put me on a pedestal and expect perfection because she's never going to get perfection from me. Yeah. And just grace and mercy. I want her yeah. to know that, you know, I'm a person and I struggle every day, but I'm so thankful for my Savior. And I want her to know that and to see that in other people, to see people where they're at and love them where they're at and just not expect perfection. Because sometimes I think we do that with our moms or our dads. We put them here, and then when they fail, you know, your world can crumble around you. And I don't want my kids to do that. You know, it's hard to say, I'm sorry, but it's a daily thing at our house, apologizing to kids and saying, I'm really sorry for this or that. But that would be the biggest thing I want my daughters to take from me is I'm a person. Yeah. I have struggles and failures, but I love Jesus, and I'm trying and I want them to see me that way and other people that way. So, yeah. Um, I would like to piggyback off of that a little. Um, and just, I guess, something that I um, learned growing up from my dad, he would, uh, he, he got really sentimental a lot. And he would, like, <laughs> cry at the drop of a hat, which back then was like, Dad, stop, you're embarrassing me. But... It like now I think so sweetly about those memories, mm -hmm. and he was he was so quick to um, like apologize to us if if we had been arguing or if he had done something you know like he was so quick to come to our our rooms 
um, and just immediately apologize. And he'd be like crying as he had, would apologize. But um, I just want to, I want to, I want to carry that out with my kids because, you know, it's they can be frustrating sometimes, you know, and like you, you, you blow up sometimes when you don't want to and you don't mean to. But um, I, I've found myself like sitting down with a four-year-old and a two-year-old at, at different times and just like bearing my heart and being like, look, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like I shouldn't have yelled at you. I know you just pooped in the floor and you smeared it all up in the carpet, yes. but like I shouldn't have exploded on you like that. And so, you know, in seriousness, I really do yeah. want that to be how they look at me, uh, how they think back um, about their childhood and growing up. I want to apologize often, and and I just want them to see kindness and gentleness. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about, um, Abigail, I know you have a, a big story, a big <clears throat> journey, even in recent years and months. Um, talk about how you've had to depend on God for strength and wisdom, and when were those moments? How did you do it? How did he come through for you? So, well, as a mom, I mean, on a lighter note, like daily, we obviously, I mean, the patience, the poop on the floor, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that requires strength real. to self-control. God's strength goes, whew, we want to <laughs> get a little frustrated. Um, but on a serious note, when I saw that question, immediately I thought of um, mothering during grief. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and I know there's mothers watching this today who are probably grieving. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a loss of their child or mm -hmm. awaiting a child or yeah. a family member, a mom. There's grief yeah. always. And I know I walked through that this year, just watching my brother struggle with brain cancer for a year. And then he passed away last September. And then this pregnancy, we're seven months pregnant with our little girl. Um, it was originally twins and at 10 weeks, we lost one of the twins. And that was a couple months after my brother passed away. And we have, we have a two and a one year old. So having to continue to <laughs> the next day, wake up and take care of your children. and. Yeah. Um, smile for them and just even if I mean you might be making them breakfast and you're crying and they don't understand why you're crying it's just it's hard it's hard mm -hmm. mothering through grief and like you, you were saying your mom's steady it's hard mm -hmm. it's hard doing that yeah. yeah but you can't and you can't do it on your own I mean the Bible talks about like when you're weak you're strong and we yeah. have to depend on God during That's those good. times because yeah. and I didn't do it perfectly and <laughs> I won't do it perfectly mm -hmm. but I know for me mothering through grief I could not have done it without my walk with Jesus because yeah. he carried me through it. He sustained yeah. me because awesome. it was none of, because <laughs> yeah. you want to just give up yeah. and not do it. But somehow he, he mothers them for you <laughs> in a way. Yeah. 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 So that's good. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Kind of the same for mm -hmm. me. Um, like I said earlier, my, my motherhood journey started at the beginning of just mm -hmm. a life roller coaster. Um, and so it was, you know, my brother's rehab. And then at the beginning of that is when Jared and I got married. Um, and I got diagnosed. Best decision of your life. Best decision of my <laughs> life. But, uh, my body erupted. Besides Jesus. I mean, you, <laughs> sorry. Weird time <laughs> to talk. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> my body erupted in, in physical pain at the beginning of all of that. And I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. So it's been like one thing after another, death and then more death. And so for the past five years, um, life has just felt like a, an emotional, painful 
roller coaster. Um, and so I'm, I'm, and my kids were scattered, you know, being born in, in the midst of all of that. And I'm really thankful for them to have come into that world for, for our sake, because they've been such a, like a healing, like source of joy throughout the whole thing. Um, but I do have like such hard days sometimes, you know, whether it's, I'm, I'm grieving and I'm sad and I miss my dad and I miss my brother and I miss my old life, um, especially now and all the weirdness of what is happening in the world right now. But I'll have hard grieving days and I'll also have hard like physical, like I'm in pain, I can't get off the floor, like I can't hold my kid kind of days. Um, and so just, I, I really have to pray my way through those days and trust that God is like, He's, he's called me to be their mother, and he's chosen me for the job, and he's going to make me adequate, and he's going to equip me, yeah. even when I feel like I'm failing on all levels most yeah. of the time. And um, so That's good. I think what you just said, you know, when we feel like we're failing, that just his grace just every day. And I think that our kids are like that when they're, yeah. they're young. They're so resilient. And sometimes they wake up and they don't remember how awful I was to them the day before. Yeah. And I'm so thankful because um, I'm scared as mine get older, they're going to be like, oh, you were a jerk yesterday. So we need to talk about that. Um, but I know during this time, this, um, the shelter in place, especially after, um, after Brock and after Deacon was born, I had really bad postpartum depression. And so I've struggled with that before. But then this time, I know I'm sure some of you moms out there maybe have dealt with just depression and anxiety during this time. It's been really yeah. hard to mm -hmm. not have your normal routine and you're stuck inside, you know, with your kids all day long, maybe the ones that were at school and now they're at home. And so just would encourage you that he has got to be your source of strength. And you have mm -hmm. to, somebody once told me one time, you have to make up your mind that God is good and he is faithful. Like all the attributes of God, like make up your mind. He is good. He is faithful. He is mm -hmm whatever. So then when you get in those storms, you have that foundation, like yeah. the foundational. I know that he is good. I know that today may be terrible, but I'm thankful for his grace. And, you know, like you said, Abigail, he's mothering our children yeah. for us. Sometimes I think there's days that, you know, maybe I'm struggling mentally and yeah. I'm just so thankful that for the Lord that he's yeah. taken yeah. Yeah. care of them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I know, um, First of all, I just want to thank these moms for being honest. And I think the word that continues to reign through all of them is the word journey. You know, they've continued to share that the, the, the journey of being a mother is just that. It's a journey. They're always learning. Um, they're going to face difficult things. But the only way that they're going to learn is through the experiences of facing those things. Um, <clears throat> I know even something that's hard for us to even comprehend at times. Um, you know, we often forget that we, we talk about Jesus being fully man and fully God, but we often forget that he was also raised by a mother, a mother who didn't have it all figured out, a, a mother who had to learn through this journey of, not to mention she was had to mother Christ. So you're thinking, well, she had it easy. I mean, this dude was perfect. But we think even back when she found out she was pregnant, um, we do know that she was shocked, um, obviously for, for different reasons um, <laughs> than, than maybe these mothers were shocked. Um, but, we, but we read about that in the Gospel of Luke where she was 
um, shocked that she was going to birth a child. And so when we read that, we see that and we wonder, did she go through all of the same emotions that these ladies have shared? Was she nervous? Was she fearful? Was she overwhelmed? But what I love in the sight of all of those emotions, whether they were there or not, the one thing that we can all learn from Mary is what she did was she fully surrendered her trust in the Lord and in, in her heavenly father, awesome. God. And we read that in, in the gospel of Luke, verse 38, in chapter one, verse 38, it says, and Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. And so what we see is that Mary right now in that moment is making up her mind, like Chelsea just said, that she's going to trust God with everything moving forward. She's not trusting any circumstances. She's not trusting the situation, but what she is fully trusting in is her relationship with God. And so while she is surrendering that, the one thing that I love about Mary is not only did she surrender herself to the Lord, but she surrendered her child to the Lord. Wow. And you know, and I think that's one of the hardest things, even as a dad and I know as a mother, is to understand that God loves our children even more than we do. Yeah. And, and we see that they presented Jesus in that way. In Luke chapter two, Mary and Joseph, they're getting ready to travel to the temple to present Jesus to the temple and, or present him at the temple. And what this represented is that this is representation of them trusting God with their child. And, and what happens next is there's a man named Simeon that's at the temple. And what we see is that he speaks to them, he prays with them, but then he turns to address Mary about motherhood. Now, I know her journey's a little bit different than what some of our moms are walking through, but in these two verses that I'm gonna read, he informs her about her motherhood. And we read in chapter two, verses 34 through 35, he says, this is Simeon speaking to her. It says, and Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. Verse 35, and a sword will pierce even your own soul. And to the end, that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And what he was informing Mary of was there's a difficult season coming as a mother. You're gonna walk through some very difficult times. And you know, I often think, even looking at these, these precious moms that are with us today, what would their response have been had somebody told them how life was gonna be so difficult for their child? I know my wife well enough to know that in that moment, she would have wanted to coddle that child, to wrap that child up, to protect that child. But what I think that we can learn from what Mary, her, her response to that is knowing that there was heartache coming. Being a mom is gonna bring heartache. Being a mom, there's gonna be difficult seasons. Things aren't always gonna go as planned. You know, Mary knew that Jesus was gonna be the savior of the world. Mary knew that he was the Messiah, but she didn't necessarily know how that was going to happen. And, he's he and she's hearing now for the first time that it's going to be hard. It's gonna be so difficult. It's gonna be as a sword is pierced into your soul. But what I love about Mary is 
is that what fueled her in being a mom is the very thing that Abigail shared just a moment ago. But what fueled her was not the victories of her child, not the defeats of her child, but what fueled her in her motherhood was her relationship with God and her relying on him to be the foundation, to be the rock, to be the strength, to be the comfort. And this is what fueled her as a mother. And what I love about that, that example is, you know, as, as fueling, being fueled as a mother came from God, it fueled her to be a better mother because it allowed her to find her strength in not her children, but in her relationship with God. And so moms today, what we want you to be encouraged is, with is this. If you trust your life with the Lord, it makes it that much easier to trust your child's life into the Lord's hands. And, and you know, mom, I would ask you this morning to, to maybe ask yourself that question. How is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with your heavenly father? Man, I thought it was a sweet example that Abigail shared about her mom, that she would get in their car rider line and then the Bible was laying in her lap where she knew where her strength came from. She knew how she was gonna make it through that day of being a mother, but it all went back to her relationship with God. You know, maybe you're a mom here listening this morning and you tuned in because it's Mother's Day. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God. I would ask you that there's no accident that you're sitting at home right now hearing, um, hearing this truth from the gospel. Maybe today's the day you need to trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to depend on Him to be your rock, depend on Him to be your salvation. And I, my prayer is that that is the decision that you make today, that you surrender it all to Him. You surrender your life to Him, but in the process, you're gonna surrender your children to Him as well. And, you know, I love how when we look to the Scriptures, we so see so many examples that are, that are life application. You know, Mary in chapter one, she settled in her heart that she was going to trust God. And it's almost, I don't know if you've read through all of it, but in chapter one, she kind of closes out chapter one in breaking out in a song, breaking out in a song of worship. And you heard that scripture read in the beginning of today. In verses 46, all the way through 55, we believe that this is Mary's worship song, if you would. This is her declaration and in, in singing and trusting in God. And this is her, I picture this is her praising him with this song, when things get tough. You know, we see Mary's faithfulness because she trusted in God so much that she was at the cross when Jesus died. No, she didn't like the way that it was happening, but she knew that this was what was having to take place. And you know, some of you today as a mother, Maybe the way you need to love your child is by letting them go. And what I mean by that is letting them go to where God is sending them. And I know that is a difficult thing to do. I know that's a difficult decision to make, but understand that that heavenly father loves your child more than you do. But listen to that song again as Mary sings it. In verse 46, we read, it says, and Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in my God, my savior. 
for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. Verse 50, and his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. You know, as we know that that is Mary's song, I wonder, is that the song that Mary would sing as she was rocking Jesus to sleep at night? Is that the song that was on her lips as she would enter into the season of knowing that her son was going to die to save the world? You know, maybe there's a lot of you that are sitting at home right now and you remember the songs that your mother sang. You know, cause it's always funny whether your mom can sing or not as a baby, she could because there was something comforting about it. There was something peaceful about it. And I wonder in my heart, was this a song that, that Jesus would remember when he thinks back on his mother? And you know, and I don't know where you're at today, but I pray that maybe you can go back to that place. Maybe your mom is no longer with you or maybe you're in the season of motherhood where it is difficult. My prayer is that maybe this song that Mary sang would comfort you that it would bring peace to you right where you're at in your home right now. And so I wanna thank you for being a part of this special Mother's Day. And we do, we celebrate you moms today, but understand that what we can never get over celebrating is who our Savior is, that He is our rock, He is our strength, He is our comfort, He is our fortress. And so maybe today is that day, mom, you need to surrender your life to God by trusting and placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Or mom, maybe today you need to surrender your child to God. Maybe you don't like the season or the path that your child is walking in right now. Maybe today is that time where you open your hands with that child and say, God, I can't fix this, but God, I've got to trust you today. And so what I want to do right now is I simply want to pray for you as a mom. And then we're going to close out with some, some songs of worship this morning, but Again, we just wanna thank you for, for being the moms that you are. I know that they were sharing with moms and I know my mom um, was a, a Christ example in my life because she was a rock as my family walked through difficult seasons of, of being in a home of an alcoholic. One thing that my mom was always steadfast and it wasn't because she had it all figured out, but it was because she was faithful and she was faithful to God but she was also faithful to an alcoholic husband. And as a child, I didn't understand that. But now looking back, I see that there was never been another, a better Christ-like example than that, to be faithful. But moms, I just wanna pray for you right now. And, and when we say amen, we're gonna transition into a time of worship. And, and children, maybe it's you crawl up in your mom's lap right now and you just hug them and you let them know how much you love them. But let's pray and let's just thank God for being with us this morning. God, I thank you, God, for mothers. Lord, especially those who find their faith and their strength and their courage in you. And so God, I thank you for these mothers sharing with us their journey today. But God, the one common denominator that is with all of them in their journey is you. God, you are always faithful. 
You are always strength. You are always our comforter. And so God, we rejoice in that today. Lord, I pray that there's a mother that today is the day that she trusted you as her savior. And God, I pray for those moms right now that are having to surrender their children to you as painful as it is. But God, we rejoice today in you. And we just wanna say, yes, we are thankful for our mothers, but God, we are ultimately thankful for a savior who loves us. And God, we just simply praise your name for who you are this morning. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name.